Hey, coconuts, recently there's been a rise of financial scams, right? And this is very well documented, okay? During hard times, during times of financial turmoil, yeah, you will see a lot more scams popping up. People need to feed themselves, right? And I'm not, I'm not taking a position to support them, but the reality is as such, right? And it doesn't help that over the past decade, there's been a lot of digitization, right? So you have your digital payment, your e-wallets, your digital brokerages, your robo-advisory. It's, like, it's like all our money, even digital assets, right? So all our money, Money and finances are digital these days. And with our limited understanding of how the internet works and how the digital world works, yeah, yeah, a lot of us, right, we want to believe that, wow, well, yeah, we're better than the boomers. Right? We know how to use TikTok, right? we know how to use social media, we use uh, Gmail, we use Slack, we use all these high level productivity tools for ourselves so we stay relevant. But the reality is, how many of us really understand how the internet really works? Right? Do you know that there's undersea cable? Do you know that it's not about going higher and higher and then you're closer to the internet? Wait, you know, for the longest time, I thought that was a thing. If I go to the highest floor of the building, the internet will be strongest. <laughs> okay, don't laugh at me. Lah, huh? The reality is, it's about router, right? It's about connectivity, it's about network, huh? all these kind of security stuff at the back. Many of us really do not understand. And in a growing environment, when more and more things are digital and more and more of our money is digital, more and more scams are also happening online. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. And that is why, not so subtly, I want to introduce you to the sponsor of today, which is NordVPN. Do you actually use a VPN service? I use VPN services for the longest time because I travel and I want to route out of firewalls and I want to do all these different things. So maybe, maybe you also use VPN to watch shows, right? To go into other, other jurisdictions so that you can, you know, capitalize on all these content all over the world. Yes, good stuff. But over time, I've realized that, hey, my digital footprint is getting increasingly murky because I'm moving in and out of all these different spaces maybe it's not just about going into different countries through my VPN services to watch content but really just to protect myself which is why I'm very excited that NordVPN is working with us. Yes, all you coconuts, you must tag them to let them know that they should continue to work with us, okay? But more importantly, they are not providing just a service to rub out of firewalls to watch content and all that jazz. A lot of our assets are online these days and a VPN service may serve us very well as that additional security so that we are protected. We don't let everybody know where's our IP address. You know, we don't fall so easily into all these kind of phishing scams and all that jazz. But I will share with you more specifically about NordVPN slightly later into the show after point number two. But what I want to focus on today are the complex financial scams because the easy stuff, you can literally use services like NordVPN or some of your antiviruses to protect you so that you don't fall into those things, you don't lose your identity online. Right? So that's relatively easier, not that definitely everybody is out of the weeds, it's relatively easier. But what about your complex financial scams? Some of those things that you think like, hey, maybe this can work, maybe, 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 and turns out it is a financial scam and you lose your hard-earned money, you lose your capital, you got to start over again. So that is my focus for today. Good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the 
Financial, Kok and I in our podcast, Debunking Financial Myths, discovering best financial practices and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it, ultimately empowering us to create a life we love for managing our finances well. My name is Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut, and today we're gonna spend some time to talk about some of these complex financial scams. They are complex for a reason, but there are some core questions that I think after today you will be able to use them as pillars and frameworks to evaluate some of these scams. So like I said in the opening of the podcast, some of these scams are a lot easier, right? Low-level phishing scams, you know, all your Trojan horse and all these kind of stuff that are digital. They're not that difficult to sort out, right? You just need to be a little bit more alert. And these days, there are a lot of softwares like VPN, like NordVPN to protect you, right? So it's the same as you have a house. So you, you build your house, you love your house, and then now you want to protect it, right? So you gather your wealth, you gather your nest egg, and then you want to protect it. You build walls, you build gates, right? So on the online world, things like VPN, antiviruses, that is pretty much um, best in class at this point in time. But the interesting stuff are the ones that are a little bit more deceiving, right? If you close your gate, you lock your door, everything, then there's this like very nice person that knocks at your door. Hello, nice to meet you. What do you do? And this will be your like private placements, your pre-IPOs, your art investing, wine, all your alternative investing, even your NFT projects, your DeFi. You know, some of these things... Ah, they come and knock your door and they look like an opportunity, right? Like it or not, you know, everybody is looking for an opportunity, you know, and some people are just a little bit more uh, excited about some of these things and I don't blame you for it, but these are the stuff that have a good chance of falling into what people will call complex financial scams. And many people in this space of trying to scam bus or trying to detect, you know, all these like weird, weird stuff going around, they will define a scam as having an intention to cheat. So something or someone intentionally created this system to cheat you. But I've come to realize it is very hard to sniff intention. More often than not, people end up looking at the same thing, right? LinkedIn profiles, have they done anything prior and blah, blah, blah. And the truth is, right, there are a lot of scammers that uh, end up becoming so sophisticated that they move to the back of the scenes. They get new people, they get people that look like good profile and they build systems that are like no human, right? DeFi or like, yeah, yeah all these kind of like digital kind of systems where it seems and looks like it can work but is it really the case is it gonna work that's the question so then many people will say ah okay lah then you just forgo these things lah like you just don't participate in them right anything that's not regulated uh, not protected not approved by MAS then you don't participate which I get it you know that is essentially building a gate on these things right that means the salesperson can knock your door you already built your gate you just slam the, the, <laughs> the gate at the person's face sorry not interested right so, so that, that is one way right I mean, it can get a little bit crude because I think by now a lot of people realize that hey if you pick a new wave, you participate in something that is a little bit newer and younger and you can grow it, hey, there's a very good chance that you, you can ride it high and you may even do very, very well in that process, right? So which is why a lot of people um, want to avoid that whole blanket ban, you know, and try to be a little bit more discerning. It's like, hey, can we kind of sniff out what works and what doesn't work? And that is what I want to focus on on some of these structural realities or structural deficiencies to give us a bit more insight of whether is this thing going to work. 
And so to help you gain that clarity, I have three questions that I'm going to share with you so that you can maybe use these three questions to evaluate the financial scheme or the plan or the business plan. You know, whatever you are evaluating that can potentially become a scam or just a super failed project that you make you feel like it's a scam. Okay, so with these three questions, I hope you elevate your thought processes. So the first question you need to ask yourself when deciding if something is a complex financial scam is what is the exit plan? As simple as it sounds, it is not particularly prevalent. A lot of people will talk about, oh, you know, you should buy this at this price, or you should evaluate that. A lot of buying in, right? A lot of participating. Oh, yeah, now it's this price in the future. It can potentially be like this, blah, 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 right? So, so there's a lot of those things in private placements or like, you know, which ends up in financial scams and a lot of these kind of private projects that are not regulated. And you definitely have to ask yourself, how are you going to exit this thing? And to be fair, even in regulated investments like your stocks or your bonds or your uh, property markets, right? That, that you need to ask yourself these things also. How are you going to exit this, right? Like I participate, I put my money here. How am I going to get it back, right? What, what is the exit, right? And in property will be, okay, after I buy this, I need to exit to sell to the next person, Right, same with stocks. Right? I buy this, I need to sell to the next person. The beauty of some of these markets is they are a lot more established, right? So there are a good pool of buyers, good pool of sellers, transactions become a little smoother, it's easier to manage. Right. So with that, then it increases the chance of you offloading. Right. So there is an exit strategy. But when you start to go into some of these fringe spaces like art, right, like wine, like whiskey, like even NFTs and some of these other things that are like newer, edgier, that potentially could be an opportunity but also very likely be a scam, how do you then exit these things matter a lot? Of course, if you're knee-deep in some of these communities like watch collection or like wine or like whiskey, cigars, art, and you know, all these kind of alternative investments or private investments, and you know the community, you know how things work from inside, then great. You get a little bit more clarity on what is the exit plan, right? Always remember, in everything that you're trying to make money, right? <laughs> Once you put the money in, you hold the thing, you need to sell it to the next person. You need to pass it on. Pretty much that's the core of investing at the core of capitalism. So grill whoever that's putting this plan together <laughs> or at least you got to figure out how are you going to sell this out. Don't just look at, wow, there's this trend. We're going to buy this. That's the future. Yeah, you can buy all you want to buy. You may be the exit plan. Which brings me to point number two, the second question that we should ask ourselves when trying to sniff out these complex financial scams, and that is what is then the cost to acquire capital? This is extremely important. I cannot stress enough of the cost to acquire capital. And I will share with you a little bit more afterward from our sponsor. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite.
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So in the process of participating in any kind of investments, okay, whether is it mainstream investments or alternative or like fringe or you know potentially becoming scams kind of, or even your friend's business, you need to know that there's always a cost to acquire the capital. Maybe for your friend's business, it is over a cup of coffee, right? So that is the cost, $5 and your time. And for some of these digital financial services, whether is it your e-payments, your wallets, your whatever crypto platforms, your brokerages, your robo-advisors, they also have a cost to acquire you. And it can range from Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads, YouTube video ads, all the way to like giving you freebie, you know, like uh, sign up and you get what, what share, you know, <laughs> like even uh, getting your friend to refer you. All these are costs to acquire you as a customer and in investments is the same cost to acquire exists right you need to spend some money to get people to invest and it ranges right all the way from a simple cup of coffee to like big gala events exhibitions all these things are cost to acquire capital and unlike buying a product or a service which has a hard end point you pay me i will give you this thing and that's it Right, You pay me and I give you the product, that's it. Unlike products, goods and services, investments tend to have a promised return down the road or tend to have a target return that they're trying to go for down the road. That's why you call it investments, right? <laughs> so, so with that, right, then you got to realize that, oh, this money, right, it's not that they give you the money, they give you the product and that's it. When you give them the capital, that means they spend to acquire this capital, they need to put the capital to work. Whether is it stocks, whether is it derivatives, whether is it crypto, whether is it wine, whiskey, property, whatever medium and tool that this company or your friend or this organization choose to participate in, they put the money in, it needs to come back out on the other side to give you back the capital and the profit. Stipulated profit or promised profit, whatever. Promised profit tend to not work. Lah, huh? That means if someone already promised you that, I'm expecting you to ding, 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 realize that a promised return is quite wonky in the financial world. It tends very, very highly uh, to being a scam. So try to avoid those things. Unless they are like super low returns, 2-3%, you know, whatever, you know, and, and those, to be fair, why would you even consider those things, right? It's very, a lot of easy tools to get those things. You don't need to go to the fringes or to the private areas or to the areas that potentially can become a scam uh, to get those kind of returns. So nobody is really interested in, in that front. So with this dynamics of an investment where you put in capital and then the capital do all sorts of somersault within the median that it chooses to participate in and come out of the other side, giving you back your capital and your profits, the cost to acquire is extremely important. If you put a dollar to this person or to this organization, to this company, and they already siphon off 30 cents, that means they are left with 70 cents to go into this medium to somersault, it's going to be a lot, a lot harder. 
So say your goal uh, is to make 15% a year on a 10K profit over five years. Okay, so um, what can I think of? Maybe uh, maybe down the road, there'll be durian investment. Right? So say someone come to you with a scheme, say, oh, we invest in durian trees, blah, blah, blah. And then you tell them, durian tree take 20 years to grow. <laughs> it's like, where is your durian going to come from? <laughs> okay, we're not, we're not going there. But essentially, this $10,000 that you put in over five years at 15% year-on-year return, which is very good, compounds to about $20,000 at the end of five years. But if at the start, when you put in this 10000 there is already a 30% that is being siphoned off the cost to acquire you, which means there's only 7000 left that goes into the investment to get that same value, which is a 20K that you're targeting to come at the end of five years, the rate of return now is 23.5%, which, you know, 15%, 23.5% doesn't sound like a lot, right? It's like, oh, a few percent, not 7%, something. You know, the difference is not big. But in fact, it is a 50% more than the original rate of growth, right? From 15% to 23.5%, that is that means uh, the profitability has to be 50% more than the original profitability of this scheme, which makes it a lot a lot harder structural problem which is also why a lot of your long-term savings plans your endowment plans your ILPs right they all have a very long lock-in period like 10 years 15 years 30 years I know these days they are shorter but the reality is they do pay agents at this kind of rate right agents by agency maybe 30% 50% right so, so it cannot be the next year or the year after then they're gonna give you any sort of payout because the capital has already the top line already siphoned away quite a lot right so if you think about it there is a reason why these structures and these schemes and these policies have to be so long a lead time, 20 years, 30 years. So for them to be profitable, for the company to make money. Now if the company doesn't make money, why are they going to keep running it? So with that, I have two tips for you. Number one, never participate in anything that's of an MLM structure, right? Because the payout of an average MLM is about 50% upfront. Okay, average, uh, any average MLM pays out 50%. That means for every dollar that they bring in, 50% is dissipated through the multi-level marketing structure. So that means uh, it's left with 50 cents, you know, to to, <laughs> to even go in into whatever investments that they claim that they were going to do. So that in itself is already a structural deficiency. It's not going to work. So chances are it ends up becoming a Ponzi scheme. And the other tip will be to ask whoever that's introducing you, what is the commission that they're getting, right? Which is very likely they get something out of it, right? So what is the commission that they're getting? It don't need to be, hey, how much are you making off me? Don't, don't need to be that. <laughs> don't need to be so aggressive. But you can ask, hey, how, so how much uh, rebate are you getting? How much commission are you getting out of this? Because like we have established, the more it takes to acquire the capital, the harder the capital has to work, the weaker the structure is, more structural deficiency within this investment scheme. And to put it in the simplest terms, it just means that it is easier to fail, easier to collapse, you know, more chances of it becoming a scam. Which brings me to point number three, and that is this question of how is this scheme going to generate cash flow to meet their burn rate? 
So, okay, we talk about the investments, right? When a lot of people think about investing something, sometimes they don't think about the other things that happen out of the investment, right? When they look at this property, it's like, wow, this property is going to work, man. It's going to go in, you know, we buy this thing, it's going to come out on the other side, we're going to make money. Or they look at this NFT project, it's like, oh, this NFT project is going to work, man. We buy this in, it's going to exit, eh? cost of capital is very low, yeah? people look reputable, yeah, good stuff, it's going to come out on the other side and we're going to make big money. Everybody thinks like that, right? Which, which I can understand, okay? I can understand why people think like that. That's the only reason why you even consider some of these um, other investment products. But a lot of people forget that uh, all these investment schemes are run by organizations or run by people. They need to feed themselves and they have a cost to operate. In other words, whether is it your wealth managers, your investment people, your financial planners, or your businessmen, your friend that started a business, your crypto gang, your tech bros, whatever, they need money to run the operation. They need to eat. So with this clarity that, oh, actually, uh, to run something as an investment, you need the operation, the cost to operate the whole team and the scheme, then you've got to ask yourself, so how are they going to make money to keep themselves afloat? And this is the reason why a lot of these investment funds or investment ideas, they always charge you a management fee because that is the way they keep themselves afloat. So it's always very scary when someone says, oh, we're not going to charge you management fee. We're just going to hold it through. I'm like, oh, wow, really? How are you guys then going to run this thing? Right? So it, it is not about whether have fee or no fee is better, which one is better, but we're not going there. But it's just recognizing the reality that to run an investment scheme, there is cost to operations. And so if this bunch of people or this scheme doesn't have any look of how it's going to like make money to run operations, then it is structurally very weak because investments take time. It takes time to come out from the other side. And if there isn't any way to try to make money to run this whole thing while you are waiting for the investment to come out from the other side, then usually there are two, a few cases. Like one is these people are just they are noobs, they don't understand what's going on. The other is uh, they are really trying to get your money, which is problematic. And the third one is probably they're outright just trying to eat you up. Right? So it tends to be a scam. If there is no clarity of how are they going to make money to keep this operation going. Of course, there are many other things that you can look at in trying to determine if this thing is going to work. Is this a scam or is this, you know, like something that structurally strong that can happen? You know, but I feel that these three core questions form the anchor. Regardless of whatever medium that they are using, whether it's Pokemon cards, cigar, you know, NFTs, DeFi protocol, art pieces, whatever, you know, these people are using, even property stocks, whatever it's being used doesn't matter. If you cannot answer these three questions, then there's very likely this is a scam or it's just structurally very weak that you will eventually look like or, you know, eventually evolve into a scam. So I'm going to sum up today with these three questions again. Number one is to ask yourself what is the exit plan and grill the other party on what is the exit plan a lot of people will talk to you about like oh you know the opportunity like this the trend uh, where we buy here is a cheap blah 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 blah. And then they ask them so how are you going to exit and, and they tell you oh we're going to sell to China it's like oh do you have a distribution partner or they tell you well we're going to like exit at this price or we're going to like pass it on to the next developers so who are you talking to do you have contracts are you certain or some of these things and if you are not it's okay it doesn't matter that it doesn't need to be certain but you need to know that they are not certain Right? Because then that will add into an evaluation of like, ah, maybe these guys don't really know how to exit. 
And so maybe they're not the right guys for us. The next question is, what is the cost to acquire capital? This is very important. You know, like I've established, the more expensive it is to acquire the capital, the harder your investments have to work to get you the kind of returns or target returns that it is going for. So, you know, rule of thumb, no MLMs and always trying to find out what the commission of the people that you are actually um, exploring the project from. And the third question is, does this scheme or investment plan have the ability to generate cash flow to meet their operational needs? Okay, as with any other thing, you need capital to keep something going. It, it takes money to run it. Okay, so if they don't have a plan, then you also know that oh, this is a bit iffy, right? It's like investments take time, right? So how are you going to run this whole thing? So more often than not, if they don't have answers to all these things, then you are the exit planner or you are the, <laughs> the cost to run this whole operation. So yeah, with that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more part of an interesting way shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, like us, follow us, share, rate, you know, please help us get further and I hope to reach out to more people, right? So with the help of you, together we want to grow this network. If you have any specific questions, can always email to us hello at thefinancialcoconut.com and specifically on this theme of scams and private placements private investments if you are approached you can always put up the deck and put up all the things that you have received on the telegram group and we can have a good discussion over this so yeah in closing you're not alone and i hope you realize that personal finance can be chill clear and sustainable for all and yay, so I want to thank NordVPN once again for supporting us in today's episode. And if you guys are thinking of uh, getting a VPN service to kind of protect yourself, then hey, check out description in the link below. Okay, next week, next week, we're going to spend some time to talk about lessons from the poor. Everybody wants to learn from the rich, right? But uh, let me put it to you this way. A lot of the things that the rich are sharing with you uh, may or may not work uh, in, in your case, in your situation. And I'm going to talk a little bit more next week. I'm not going to let it slip today. But there are a lot of financial lessons that I believe the poor can share with us. Not, not about trying to become poor, like why would you listen to this podcast, right? But the reality is living in a highly constrained environment. These people thrive very hard to survive and even th try to thrive, right? So not romanticizing the situation, but there are some wisdom and lessons that I think the whole personal finance world or even the broader world just kind of write them off, right? So I'm going to share with you a little bit more next week, financial lessons from the poor. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.